Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. So, Jamie, you just couldn't tear yourself away from us. Is that right? Yeah, I just couldn't take the day off. Herman, <laughs> and I uh, saw on, on Saturday that uh, Donald Trump was going to be here in D.C. Yes. Not only uh, speaking, but also Ted Cruz and John Kasich and Hillary Clinton. I thought to myself, okay, I guess I got to go to work. And that now uh, I, am, I am outside a building just a few blocks away from the Capitol where Donald Trump is evidently inside meeting with some GOP lawmakers. Right. And, and some uh, sort of big shots within the Republican I, I don't know, establishment or just sort of hierarchy here. Newt Gingrich, evidently one of those inside. We're starting to get the eagle eye from uh, the, the, uh, the police here, so I don't know if we're about to be moved off the sidewalk or anything like that, but there's probably about 10 cameras and a number of reporters that have gathered outside here, hoping that uh, somebody will come out and tell us about their meeting inside. We are not expecting to hear from Donald Trump right now at this, though he does have a news conference scheduled for later today. So, you know, this would be what I would call this as part of Trump's outreach reach to sort of the, uh, you know, uh, GOP lawmakers and others yes. who are important people within the party here in D.C. You could call them the establishment if you want to, to try to find ways to unify the party behind him uh, to get him to win the nomination and more. I don't know that we're going to have any announcements or endorsements coming out of this, but there are evidently a few Republican senators who are inside today at this meeting, Herman. Well, they haven't indicated who's in that meeting. We've only heard sort of through reports that, uh, among others, Jeff Sessions is in there who has already endorsed Trump, the senator from Alabama. Right. And then uh, Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas is also in there, though his office went out uh, to great pains to say that, you know, he was just there to be listening. Uh, as I mentioned, Gingrich is there and maybe some others who we don't know. I oh. Know there's some uh, various power players who are in there as well. So not only is Trump here for his speech later today to this big Jewish gathering, the APAC meeting, right. uh, but also he's having a news conference later this afternoon and then doing this uh, this little outreach here. So, you know, again, as you look at it, this is all part of Trump's effort to sort of find a way right. into, uh, you know, to get more support of the establishment. I, I'm, I know it may sort of pain some of his supporters to think that he's uh, meeting with some of those people. But look, I, I think he's looking for ways to, as he's talked about a number of times in the last few weeks, to unify the party and get people behind it. Uh, the bottom line on where we stand in terms of the delegate fight and more, we'll have two more states for the GOP to tomorrow in Arizona and in Utah. Uh, you know, I still think that, yes, there are ways that Trump can get to a majority. Uh, yes, there are ways that he can fall short of that before the convention. And while I still don't think we're going to have an open, wide open uh, convention or anything like that, it still is a possibility at this point in time. I would agree. Uh, I find it interesting that you said Newt Gingrich is in this meeting that's going on right now, because we definitely know he does not favor not supporting the ultimate 
eventual nominee, whoever it might be. Yeah, and look, we've heard some more rumblings over the weekend from conservatives who are talking about maybe running their own candidate in November uh, if Donald Trump is the nominee. And I still would not rule out that either as a possibility, uh, that there could be an effort for who leads it and how many people get behind it that still sort of be to, to, to be determined. But I do think there still remains a, a big rift within the party that, yeah. uh, that is not going to be solved easily overnight or anything like that. And, you know, look, uh, it, it could well be that in a few weeks everything sort of shakes out. And, and Trump is in a much stronger position, or it could be in a few weeks that things are more jumbled. It's, it's just sort of hard to tell right now. Got it. So has Hillary Clinton already spoken at APAC? Yes, she has. And she, uh, without naming Trump, but with everybody knowing exactly who she was speaking about, she, uh, you know, we have this oddity of Hillary Clinton actually being on the same side as other Republicans against Trump on some issues involving Israel. For one, it's been Trump's assertion, and he's done this for a number of months, that he would be neutral in any negotiations as president between Israel and the Palestinians for the peace issues. He argues that if he takes sides, uh, he says that as a deal maker, that will not lead to a deal. Uh, Hillary Clinton and others, Clinton uh, saying it in her speech today, that if you're going to be neutral on one day, you can't sort of jump around and it does not help U.S.-Israeli uh, uh, relations overall. She got a very big cheer from the crowd as she, uh, as she laid down some of those arguments against Trump. Again, she did not say his name, but what she argued was anybody who says they are neutral should not be someone who was elected as president of the United States. And again, that's, we've heard that from other Republicans along the way who say that the U.S. should not stand by and be neutral. But uh, this is sort of Trump's, uh, I guess, his disposition from being a deal maker that he says to go in there and say you're on one side or the other does not help bring about a resolution to the Israeli-Palestinian peace problem. And there are reports that some rabbis are threatening to walk out because of that very statement that he has said. Yeah, and I would bet that we have, uh, you know, some demonstrators outside and maybe even inside as well. Remember the last time that Trump spoke to a Jewish group here in D.C. was in December, and he jeered and booed a little during that speech to a Republican Jewish group for that same thing, saying that he would be neutral. So uh, it certainly wouldn't be anything new for Trump to hear, to get a little flack over that. It has occurred, if you go back to some of the debates, it has certainly come up as well, where Trump has been on the defensive over saying he would be neutral. And, you know, Again, one of the oddities where Hillary Clinton is actually sort of uh, on, uh, aligned at that point with other Republicans against Trump. Gotcha. But um, but Trump speaks later. Uh, Cruz and Casey both are supposed to address that group, right? Exactly. All, all, I think, within about an hour of each other this evening. So Hillary Clinton was this morning. The, the Republicans will not speak until much later today. But we do expect to hear from Trump actually over at his hotel uh, that he is building on Pennsylvania Avenue, just a few blocks from the White House. Uh, sounds like they are going to give reporters a tour of that, or at least uh, some insight there, and then he's going to have a news conference there. Usually when Trump holds a news conference, yeah. he actually does have something to announce. And that's why I sort of wonder if from today's meetings uh, or from something else, if he is going to have some endorsements or something. I don't have any insights on that. Right. But I, I just would note, Herman, that other times when Trump holds a news conference, he does not just sort of hold them just because. But we'll see what he has to say today. Now, I did think it was interesting yesterday on some of the Sunday shows where Trump was saying again, that he feels like if he uh, ends up with a uh, the, in the lead for delegates but does not have a majority, that he still should win the nomination. And again, I'll say, I, I, I understand what he's saying, but, you know, you've got to get all the way. It's like last yesterday watching some of the basketball games. In fact, there's a Texas A&M license plate sitting right in front of me, and there's a perfect example. They were down a whole bunch with less than a minute to go, and they were able to come back. So, you know, if you don't have a majority before,
before that convention opens, there is still the chance that somebody else could be the nominee. Or how about that last second, literally last second shot? I can't remember the two teams of a plan that actually won the game. It might have been Notre Dame that won you know, it on that very last second. So until the last delegate is counted, this thing isn't over. No, it really isn't, and I think, you know, all the, uh, I know some people don't like all the machinations and all the rules and everything, but, you know, the rules and all the uh, the inner workings, they're all the same for everyone, and this will be a test for Trump in coming months. I still fully believe that right now he is the favorite to win the nomination, and I understand, you know, that some people are worried that it might be, quote-unquote, taken away from him or something like that, but again, it's like in baseball. If you get the runner to third in the ninth inning, you don't get him automatically awarded home you've got to score that run oh i would agree i would absolutely agree well it will be interesting especially with these two primaries coming up um i understand from some of the polls that uh trump is leading in arizona and cruz is leading in utah is that your understanding yeah not only leading in utah but uh the mormons uh and the voters just don't seem to like Trump at all. In fact, the, the poll that came out in Utah this weekend had Trump, if you can believe it, in Utah at only 11%. And in fact, some of the polling, I think it was in the, the, uh, the Salt Lake City newspaper, indicated that Hillary Clinton can actually be the favorite over Trump in November in the state of Utah. Uh, let's just say this, Herman. If Hillary Clinton is winning in Utah in November, she is going to win uh, the, the, the election for president in November because that would be a state that uh, if Donald Trump and the Republicans are losing that state, uh, that would mean it's a very difficult situation for them overall. But you're absolutely right. The polling right now uh, favors Trump in Arizona, which has 55 delegates, winner take all. In Utah, if you get over 50 percent, you win all the delegates. I think it's 40. And so the big question there for Cruz is, can he get over 50, even though there are a number of people who will be backing John Kasich tomorrow as well? I know that on the 19th of April, New York is coming up, which is a yes. big one. Um, now, it's expected that Trump will win New York, right? I would think that he would have a very good chance to win, though you never know about some of the uh, uh, some of the more urban areas of the state. But you've right. got uh, you got on the fifth, you got Wisconsin, and then you have New York on the nineteenth, and then you go the week after that to Maryland, Delaware, uh, Connecticut, Rhode Island, and Pennsylvania. So I think again. Even though certain areas might favor uh, Cruz to be number two or Kasich to be number two, I still think Trump is in the driver's seat in this. Certainly, he has the opportunity to begin putting this away. But again, uh, if the if the anti-Trump forces are able to sort of get together here in some of these states, they can certainly make life difficult for him in getting to that magic number of delegates. Now, your schedule for tomorrow, you're going to be split between morning and evenings, or you're going to be available late in the evening, or what's your schedule for tomorrow? Darn straight, I'll be talking to you tomorrow. We'll talk about what comes up uh, not only in the aftermath of tonight's speeches at APAC, but, of course, uh, more on the voting tomorrow in both Arizona and Utah. Right. And then Wednesday we'll have all the results for you and be able to hammer out exactly where we go. You know, for Trump, his most important thing this week, if, uh, if you want him to win, he needs to win in Arizona and then make sure that he gets a decent amount in Utah and holds Ted Cruz under 50%. That would mean Trump would get extra delegates. Otherwise, if you split it 55 to 40, uh, still, that's an edge for Trump as he gets even closer to the Republican nomination. But I think the way we're looking at it right now, Herman, this slog goes on for at least another month toward yeah. the end of April. Yes. And then 
you know, it's easy to say you'll keep fighting, but boy, if the money doesn't roll in over the next month, it makes it that much more difficult. You're absolutely right. So, do you have a favorite for the Sweet 16 NCAA basketball <laughs> tournament? Come on, let's get to the good stuff here. You know, um, I picked uh, I picked Oregon to get to the final. They really did well in the, in the first game, and I didn't really wasn't impressed with them in the second game. But boy, if you want a team that's on fire, then you want to launch uh, I guess Syracuse, which uh, played really well to beat Dayton, and then really well yesterday. So yeah. maybe we'll look at those two right now. Otherwise. Um, uh, my bracket is like many other Americans. It's uh, in tatters, all torn up. Even, <laughs> even, even my seven-year-old is beating me at this point in time, yes. Just like the presidential race, that's why you played the game. <laughs> that, no, you're absolutely right. And it's the same thing with the delegates and everything yes. else. You're absolutely right, Herman. Well, thanks a lot, Jamie, and uh, be safe. You, You're listening to the Herman Cain Show.